Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of Let's Grow Girls. Today, we are talking about realistic, healthy habits. Now, like always, I like to start out with affirmations, especially ones that relate to our topic that we're talking about today. So, I guess let's just hop right into it. Alright, the first one is... I know that I can maintain my health by eating the right foods, meditating, and exercising. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, eating the right foods just makes your body feel so good. I mean, I know when I eat more vegetables, I feel good. And now I do love to eat stereotypically unhealthy foods. And those also make me feel good. But we'll talk about that in a little bit. Meditating man, I am really hoping to get better at meditating and I've been taking yoga classes and it helps so much. Just you feel so whole and at peace and very, very grounded and just the most freeing feeling, especially when you're like me and you have lots of spiraling and anxiety ridden thoughts. It's just such a beautiful feeling of bliss when you can let it go for even just a second. And lastly, exercising. I mean, yes, exercising can feel like a pain sometimes, but wow, does your body feel good afterwards. All right, next is I invest in my health and wellness. Absolutely. You cannot invest in other people until you invest in your own health and wellness. I mean, your vessel is the most important thing to take care of. You cannot take care of other people, other things, money, unless you take care of yourself. All right, the next one is, I value my own health and happiness and make excellent lifestyle choices. I mean, it's just a given. I mean, just listen to these affirmations. All of these affirmations each have so much value to them, and I feel like I don't really need to go on about each one because they're kind of just a given like you take what you can get from each affirmation all right i bring health and wellness into my life hopefully we can look further into that in this episode i am building habits that will create a better life absolutely i hope to continue to build healthy habits that will create a better life and i'm hoping that by starting out so young that i can bring great longevity to them and just set myself up for a long happy healthy life and even if you're older it is not too late to start you are giving yourself a gift of having a greater life than you've already made yourself to have and that is such a gift and that's so incredible all right finally is today i release old habits and blaze new trails i love starting over. I get such a euphoric high feeling every time I release an old habit that I know is so bad for me. And uh, of course, at first, I don't want to let go of this habit. But when I look back and look at all my growth, it feels so, so good. All right. I guess we'll just get right into the topic. Now, before we do, I just want to give a little shout out to the I Am app. Again, not sponsored, not affiliated with them at all. But the I Am app is where I got all those affirmations from. And it is such an amazing app because it constantly reminds me 
to just feel good about myself and that there's so many ways I can reach my goals in life. All right, next, let's get to our topic about realistic healthy habits. Now, I want to talk about realistic healthy habits because social media has kind of destroyed our vision of health. All it kind of tells us is that in order to live a healthy life, we basically need to look like a starving model or have a six pack or do juice cleanses, which is all false. In reality, those people are often definitely not living a life full of happiness and health. And they're definitely not healthy and honestly not going to have the longest, happiest, healthiest life because their body is deprived of so much nutrients. And honestly, they're deprived of so much mental happiness too. They don't get to live their social life that they desire because they're so strung up on this idea of health that is basically starving themselves. I believe health is experienced when you're eating food that is nourishing your body and your soul and doing intuitive movement that makes your body feel good and raises those endorphins without putting too much stress on your body. Now, first, I'd like to look at intuitive eating. Intuitive eating is how I think is best to go about food and what I'm working towards reaching each day. Now, I used to have an eating disorder and I'm pretty much fully recovered. I mean, I do struggle here and there, absolutely. Um, So I would never say I'm fully recovered, at least yet. Um, I hope to be one day. But what I'm working towards right now is intuitive eating, which is basically eating when you're hungry, stopping when you're satisfied, mentally or physically. Um, And it's to do it without judgment. Right now, I get kind of stressed out when I'm hungry because I don't feel like I'm worthy of being hungry because I know when I'm hungry, I'm supposed to eat because my body's asking for more nutrients. Um, But then I kind of freak out and it leads to a really unbalanced way of eating where I'm afraid to eat, but then I do eat and then I feel really guilty about it, which then makes me want to eat more and less all at the same time. It's very complicated, Um, but I know it's a very relatable feeling for a lot of people. Um, and some people that I find really inspirational and I love to watch when it comes to intuitive eating is Abby Sharp and Victoria Garrick Brown, both people who used to struggle with eating disorders and they kind of worked through them, overcame them and really found healing in intuitive eating. Now, what's so interesting about intuitive eating is that intuitive eating would basically just be called eating if diet culture hadn't screwed us up so much and kind of destroyed our idea of eating i mean when you're younger you just eat when you're hungry and you stop when you're fuller you're satisfied because you listen to your body but as diet culture kind of messes with your head you lose all concept of being able to do that so again with intuitive eating you kind of listen to your cravings and you add gentle nutrition and so with that you kind of maybe take something like pizza in order to bulk it up you could add some veggies as a side some protein on top like for me I take pizza they might be seen as less nutritionally dense compared to maybe a salad but that doesn't mean that it's a good or bad food you can just add things to the side or on top to add 
a satiety factor and also just definitely bulk it up and make sure you're getting in all those nutrients that you need such as protein and veggies like so for me I take pizza I'll put some shredded grilled chicken on top and maybe I'll have some green beans as a side something like that just so I can make sure I'm eating balanced but I'm also eating food that I'm craving and I feel like is just healthy mentally for me. Like, it's not mentally healthy for me to restrict pizza. I think it would honestly be more healthy for me if I just allowed myself to eat pizza than to never eat pizza ever, even if there's parts of it that might be seen as unhealthy, quote-unquote. So hopefully, the idea of intuitive eating makes sense that I really encourage you, if you haven't learned about it already, please go research it because if you have a disordered eating pattern with food or an eating disorder, it is such a great way to relearn how to eat like a normal person. And it's honestly really hard to see how you could ever do that again. And I'm still working on that. I really just don't know how I'm ever going to see food completely normal again. But I know with intuitive eating, I will get there one day. Another realistic healthy habit that I think is important is mindful movement. As someone with a very rigid exercise pass, I have a hard time distinguishing what is forced movement and what movement I am doing to feel good. If you struggle with this, focus on time and reps and set goals that way and take away all calorie counting goals, hours per day or week, and heart rate goals. These can become very competitive and toxic for the brain and make it much harder for you to mindfully move. What I recommend doing is doing yoga, going on walks where you listen to podcasts or music that makes you feel good, and taking group exercise classes, at least until you're at a place where you can feel confident that your mind and body will listen to one another and make sure that it's not going to push you back into a toxic mindset. And reminder, it is okay to take multiple rest days a week. Your body cannot recover if your muscles don't rest. Another reason why I think it's so important to talk about realistic healthy habits is because we have so much pressure on ourselves to be perfect and that to be healthy, you have to be perfect. And that's not it. You have to take that pressure off yourselves or you're not going to feel healthy or happy. You can't experience health if you have so much pressure on yourself. That's too much stress. Your body can't endure that much stress by constantly being worried about calories, about making enough steps per day, all of those things. All right, so another healthy habit besides eating and exercise, the first two things that people ask, like if you are doing things to take care of yourself, to keep your body in shape, to keep you living long, Another healthy habit is putting down the phone. Now, I struggle so hard with this one. As a 17-year-old teenage girl, I'm always on my phone. And I know it's so bad for me. But I'm slowly working on just mindfully putting my phone down and working on things such as this podcast. An outlet where I can still feel connected to people on the internet without picking up my phone and scrolling TikTok. Now that is still a major work in progress. And I feel like I should do a whole episode about TikTok and how addicting it is because, wow. Anyways, putting down the phone. Pick up a book, whether it's cheesy, 
a quick read, a philosophical nightmare, or a self-improvement book. No matter what you're reading, chances are it'll make you feel better than if you just sat on your phone comparing yourself to others that whole time. I can't even tell you how many times I've picked up my phone just for a few minutes and it's led to an hour, two hours, probably even three hours. You're wasting your whole life away. Now, yes, I understand that reading a book is another form of entertainment, but it's different. It's it's feeding you more knowledge. It's getting you better at analyzing text. I mean, I I love reading self-improvement books, but you don't need to be reading self-improvement books all the time either. Just any sort of literature that's not feeding your brain comparison photos constantly is so, so much better than anything you can find on your phone. Okay, hopefully that came across as kind and motivating. (laughs) All right, another healthy habit. I've talked about it, I bet, in both episodes, but I will not stop talking about it. Call a friend. Or make plans and don't cancel them. As enticing as it may seem to sit in bed all day or night or whenever you have downtime, and although I always encourage rest if you are not resting enough, it is very important for our mental health to socialize with people that make us feel good. In addition to that, cut out the people that make you feel bad. Obviously, I think it's very important to coexist with people that... um make you feel bad because that's kind of just how life is we have to coexist with co-workers or mutual friends that don't make us feel great but you can't live a healthy life if you're allowing a toxic person in obviously you can't live if there's something toxic in your system so why should you let somebody somebody toxic into your social life health but i have had the lowest of lows and I've had friends come into my life and just give me the most incredible love and laughs and just so much happiness that was so important to my mental health, which then improved my physical health because I I was taking care of my mental health and I could just move and and eat and feel good again. But I wouldn't have gotten that if it weren't for reaching out to talk with friends. Next, again, I've talked about this one in multiple episodes, but you need to drink your water. (laughs) Make goals to drink your water. I made a goal to drink more water, and I gave myself fluid ounces, but I'm definitely pushing to go past that because I realized that those fluid ounces probably aren't enough to keep me stable most days. Um, But I made a goal, and I kept a tracker in a journal that I kept on my bedside table, which was super helpful because each night before I went to bed and each morning when I woke up, I saw it. And it reminded me that throughout the day, I needed to be mindful about my drinking and it helped tremendously. I stopped feeling brain as brain foggy. I had so much better focus. My muscles weren't cramping as much. It was just such an incredible feeling. I have felt a thousand times more alive in the past two weeks than I have in like the month before because I just stopped focusing on drinking water and I started to about two weeks ago and I'm never going to stop talking about how great I feel now 
So some ideas to help you drink more water, get a water bottle with numbers on the side. Um, I don't know if you've seen these, but they have like half gallon water bottles. That's like 8 a.m., 10 a.m. Make sure you get to these lines by these times. And I used to do this like way, way long ago. And it was so helpful for me. And then I dropped the water bottle. It broke. I kind of got out of that habit with my recovery because I was focusing on more caloric liquids, which obviously... I totally support if you need to drink caloric liquids for whatever reasons, but um, now that I'm back at a place where I don't need to have caloric liquids for each meal, I kind of just forgot that water exists sometimes. So yeah, I'm kind of back into that habit. Um, but please drink water. Another idea is if you struggle with hydration and you really just can't get water down some days, I recommend something called drip drops. And these are just an electrolyte solution uh, that will help you stay hydrated throughout the day. I tried one today and it was cherry and it was so good. I, I couldn't, I, I couldn't put the cup down. I mean, I could, but oh, it was so delightful and it made me feel so good afterwards because I had had a hard, sweaty workout that morning that made me feel really, really good. But obviously I need to replenish my body um, and having a electrolyte solution drink to kind of help me boost my electrolytes and hydration when I just really didn't feel like drinking water. I really didn't feel like it. Uh, it was really helpful and really helped me replenish. All right. Second to last one, go to therapy. Therapy is such an amazing solution to any life problem, whether, whether big or small. You don't need a major anxiety or depression diagnosis or a recent death of a relative to prompt you to going to therapy. Therapy is for anyone. It is so beyond important and healthy to go talk to a professional who can just listen to you vent, but also give you recommendations as to how you can approach these difficult difficult feelings and overall just have a better quality of life. I mean, therapy is so important. I recommend it for every single person because honestly, what happens when people go to therapy their entire life, they swear off therapy. I don't have any trauma. I don't need to go to therapy. There's no reason to go to therapy and you unpack a lot of things and you realize how bad you've needed this your whole life and your relationships start to improve your relationship with yourself starts to improve and everything is just so much healthier there's so much more communication and you just feel better so go to therapy my friends all right last but not least get proper sleep I'm reading from my notes right now, and it is a, in all caps with three exclamation points. Get proper sleep. I cannot stress this enough. Without proper sleep, everything else that I've been mentioning this entire episode goes out the window. Your body cannot be healthy until it is well rested. I experience heavy amounts of brain fog when I don't get sleep. Well, which leaves me feeling sluggish and not at all healthy, even if I'm practicing all of my other healthy habits. Your body cannot recover until it experiences rest. And how can you start a new day if your body is still trying to refuel from the day before? I try to at least get eight hours of sleep, maybe seven and a half. We'll cut it sometimes, depends on how much I did the day before, but truly, seven to eight hours of sleep minimum. 
no schoolwork or boy or girl or whoever you're talking to until two in the morning is worth you not getting proper rest. You need to sleep so you can do great things and make your body feel good and feel healthy. All right, that is it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I'm so grateful if you listened all the way through. I'm grateful if you listened to one minute of this episode and you're not even hearing this. Um, I would love if you would rate the pod. Um, follow me on Instagram. It's at Let's Grow Girl Pod or Let's Grow Girls Pod, I believe, on Instagram. Um, I'd love if you'd follow along. Um, again, thank you so much for listening. Um, I love you so much and take care of yourself. Make one of these a goal each week. Maybe this week, drink your water. Next days, get proper sleep. Then maybe start looking for a therapist. I don't know, but take care of yourself. And I love you so much. Thank you for listening. Mwah.